Hey everybody, it's Cross Podcast with Dave. And Abby. This is our second Christmas episode, guys. This is going to be after Christmas. Uh, this will be the 28th of Christmas. 28th of Christmas, that makes sense. The 28th <laughs> of December is the episode to come out. So it'll be a little bit after Christmas, but still, it's still technically Christmas up through New Year's. I feel like Christmas, Christmas is like the whole, it's like a... Isn't it? Yeah. Technically, isn't it like, well, I mean, I don't know. Christmas kind of lasts... Last past New Year's, doesn't it last until the Epiphany? Really? The Christian, if you're if you're religious, it does, I suppose. I mean, if you're secular, then I don't really know. Oh, okay. Here's a question for you: The Twelve Days of Christmas does it start on Christmas or does it conclude on Christmas? It depends in which culture, I think. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Well, that's something to keep in mind, I guess. Either way, it's still Christmas season for most of us, so we're going to do an episode here about some fun, wacky Christmas facts you might not, might not know about, because Christmas is full of just really interesting things that you wouldn't think about otherwise. I'm really interested and excited for this episode. And it's a pretty funny one. So, have you ever heard of the Christmas pickle? Yes, the gherkin, the um, the, the pickle on the tree, yeah. You know what? You know anything about it? What can you tell me about the Christmas uh, pickle? I believe I learned some things about it in my high school German class, but I will let you tell us all about it. Okay. So, um, in the 1880s, a Woolworth store started selling picnics in America. Uh, mind you, Woolworth is an American store. For those of you who are across the ocean, don't know what Woolworth is. It was, it was an old-fashioned American department store that no longer exists. Sad day. Um, but anyways, they started selling these um, glass ornaments imported from Germany of pickles in the 1880s. And um, so the tradition goes is the last thing you hang up on your tree is a pickle. Um, and there's varying amounts of what that story comes from. There's a, there's a myth that it's a Russian story. There's a myth that it's a German tradition. Who's to say? Traditions kind of come from all over the place. Um uh, but there's one story though about in the American Civil War, a soldier who was from Bavaria, which is modern Germany, uh, he was a prisoner and he was starving and he begged the guard for one last pickle before he died. And the, uh, the guard gave him the pickle and apparently helped the guy survive and move on to, to survive the war. Um, the other story is about two Spanish boys who are traveling home from boarding school for the holidays. Uh, when they stopped uh, at the end, the evil innkeeper actually killed the boys, put them in a pickle barrel. This is not very nice, but you know. Oh my goodness! Yeah, right. Um, but St. Nicholas stopped by and found the boys in the barrel and brought them back, back to life. Um, so they they were alive. They just Santa Claus saved their life. Apparently, Santa Claus has um, reviving powers. Oh. Apparently. Okay. Um. But more than likely, it was just, you know, uh, an ornament salesman invented the story of the pickle because he wanted some more pickle ornaments because, you know, it's a thing. Um, and the American city of Barry and Springs, Michigan, is known as the Christmas pickle capital of the world. They have an annual pickle festival every single year during Christmas season. So That's nice. I love pickles. Do you? I do not. But- I do. I think they are delicious, especially if you smother them with soft, like, Cheese um, with herbs in it, and then wrap it in pepperoni. Mm. Wow! Anyways, though, so the pickles it's the last ornament put on a tree, but it's supposed to have like if you find the pickle on the tree, it's supposed to be like good luck for you for the coming year. Um, There's a lot of 
little traditions that are meant to be good luck for the coming year. It seems like towards the end of the year, people start to worry about the next year. Yeah, um, in Italian and Greek traditions, uh, my ethnicity, uh, we you make you make a coin to a cake, and the person yes. who gets to, gets to the coin is good luck for the year as well. So it's a, it's basically a time honored tradition throughout all cultures. Probably that you find something and if you find it, and you have good luck for the following year. Um, so that's you know that's pretty common, I think. Right. Uh, the silver charm and the pudding that we discussed in the last episode. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that. So what else can I present to you? Um, um, yeah. So fun fact for you guys all here. Santa Claus is reindeer. They all have antlers, right? I feel like this is a trick question. I'm going to say no, because do female reindeer have antlers? Here's the fun fact. Okay. So yes, all Santa Claus reindeers, reindeer have antlers, and only women, female reindeers have their antlers year-round. So, all Santa Claus's reindeer are women. Huh, okay. So, and in fact, women do rule the world. Run oh, the yeah, world, yes, yeah. for sure. Um, right, because Santa, Santa Claus is hopeless without his female reindeer. So, there you go. Although, I, the one problem with that is Rudolph is a very much a boy's name, so that, that's kind of confusing there. I mean, maybe. Also, what time of the year do the male reindeer have antlers? I think the summertime. Drop them for the winter. Summertime? Yeah. Okay. Um, the thing is, though, I guess, the original, original Santa Claus reindeer were only eight. Rudolph was a new creation, I suppose. That probably could possibly be why. You know? Yeah, that could be why. For the longest time, I didn't know reindeer were real. Oh, they're so cute. So I'll, I'll admit this. I'm not ashamed to admit this, because um, I thought they were like, you know, unicorns and dragons. They were more <laughs> mythical beings. It's kind of, you know, um, understandable yeah, when you is. think about it. Yeah, it is so as a child, I didn't know reindeer were real creatures, and then as an adult, I kind of was like, oh no, they they exist. They do, and they are quite adorable. I want one. They really are. <laughs> I'm glad they exist. Me too. Um, so other fun facts for you. The Christmas tree didn't didn't become popular until the 1840s, actually. So uh, Prince Albert, Queen Elizabeth Victoria's husband, was German. And Christmas tree was a German tradition that he brought over to England. Penenbaums. What? Penenbaums. What's that? The Christmas tree. Oh, it's also a song. Oh, it- Yes, it is the Christmas tree song. Oh, okay. That makes sense now. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, Christmas tree is a German thing that didn't come over here until thanks to uh, Prince Albert. Why was he never going to – why was he not ever king? He was king. Why why was he not called king? Why is he always called Prince Albert? Because the royalty was through Victoria's bloodline. Oh, so you can't – so, like, when – if what's-his-face, Harry or whatever one, the older one – Whenever he gets to become king, Kate will not be a queen. She'll be just always a princess. I'm not entirely sure if it's still going to work out like that, just because times are changing and all that. But yeah, um, when it's especially, like, currently, Queen Elizabeth II is queen. But technically, there's not a king even though she's married. So her husband's still alive? Yeah. Wow. They're both up there. 
Damn, that tea, man. It must like preserve your innards or something like that. All that tea they drink. I'm a big yeah. ticket. I might be a ticket. Yeah. Uh, okay. I had seven cups of it today. <laughs> so St. Nicholas is a, was actually a real person, actually. So we yeah, actually have. He's awesome. Yeah. He was a Christian. He was a Christian bishop who lived in Turkey in about the fourth century A.D. So like, um, and what happened was he actually had a great deal of wealth. He actually gave away to help the needy, and so he became sainted because of that. And also, he was sainted because he was a protect, protector of children. So. Our Santa Claus, or St. Nicholas, comes from an actual historical uh, person who actually did do good things for people. So there is some, you know, Santa Claus has a root and a real person who was a very good soul. Um, so take that for what that is. Um, and actually, we get the name Santa Claus because, like, so obviously, St. Nicholas was is a historical, historical, uh, historical person. Um, uh, but uh, in Dutch, the name became Sinterklaas, and that's how we get Santa Claus from there. So, I think the Dutch for yeah, there. Saint Nick's Day is actually on the sixth of December. It is, yes. In Holland, they celebrate Saint Nick's Day on December sixth. That's a fun fact. In a lot of places, they celebrate it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, yeah, probably Catholics probably do. I just don't know it. Yeah, but I think Holland has a couple of special ceremonies they do as well. The Santa Lucia, Lucia, is that Holland as well? That sounds Italian, but I don't know. Maybe. I'm pretty sure it's Holland. I can't remember the specific details, but there's like a wreath and a girl dressed in white, usually blonde. Hmm. Well, it sounds like, you know, very Dutch. Um, so stockings uh, come from this nice key story about stockings. So a poor man with three daughters couldn't afford a dowry to have them married. Very sad day, you know. So one night to Nicholas dropped a bag of gold down the man's chimney so his oldest daughter could be able to get married. And when the bag fell into the chimney, it fell into a stocking drying by the fire. So that's why we have stockings now by the fire for guests from Santa Claus. Because, uh -huh. yeah, isn't that cute? Yeah. Um, Milk and cookies goes back to Dutch kids used to leave milk and cookies out for Nick St. Nicholas on his feast day. So that's where we get that from. Um, and then you mentioned earlier in previous episode about you gave you left out carrots for Santa Claus's reindeer. Yeah. Well, in Norse, myth, in Norse, myth, myth, Norse mythology, people used to leave out hay and treats for Odin's eight-legged reindeer slept near. I hope that the gods stop by their home during his jewel hunting adventures. So um, it's very... That's it, where that comes from. Right? We, we that's know. awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a pretty cool idea. Um, uh, so the Santa Claus we had today, his image, it comes from an 1804 woodcutting by John Pintard uh, uh, from New York. So that's kind of where our classic Santa Claus image comes from is that guy basically created a wood carving of that. And that's what we have from now on, the jolly you know, red fat man. Probably wasn't red, though, because there's a woody cutting, so there's no color. But, you know. Yeah. I mentioned before as well, I'm pretty sure the whole red thing came from Coca-Cola advertising. You are right. So Santa, Santa Claus in most, most cultures wears like earthy tones, like green or brown, right? Yeah, he mostly wears blue, white, and green until the 30s when I sent the Coca-Cola uh, made him put a red suit on. So you were right. Um, yeah, I'm smart. I know things. Now the image of Santa Claus flying is credited to Washington Irving, who in the in 1819, put it in a story made Washington made Santa Claus fly in a sleigh. Um, what else? Do we and have? from 
there, we get all of our more modern Christmas carols. Yes, yes. About reindeer on rooftops. And who wrote Night Before Christmas? No, wait. Yeah, who wrote Night Before Christmas? Who was that? Uh, it was the night before Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Yeah, who wrote that? Stocking were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas would be there. Oh, my goodness. Who wrote it? Um. Oh. It's a poem originally, right? Yeah, it is. Bound. It wasn't originally the Christmas, like the illustrated book. Um. It's a famous author, too. It's quite famous. I can't remember his name. Okay, I googled it because I'm horrible and couldn't remember. Clement Clark Moore. Oh, that's not what I thought at all. Never mind. And it's called A Visit from St. Nicholas. Hmm. Interesting. And it was adapted into The Night Before Christmas. Huh. Okay. Um... So Rudolph was almost named Rollo or Reginald. <laughs> and he almost didn't have a red nose because the red nose was a sign of alcoholism. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> right. Rudolph was actually, was actually created by a department store in Montgomery Ward to sell more coloring books. So, so Rudolph was very much just a ploy of, mark, of commercialism, actually, which is kind of sad. I'm Overly surprised. Um, yeah. What else do we have here? Over the years. Can we talk about Santa coming down the chimney? I don't know if I have any fact about that. You know where that came from by any chance? Oh, I think I do have a fact about that somewhere in here. Hold on, I'm getting through my fact list here. It's actually quite long. I didn't realize how long it was. That's all right. Sorry, I just jumped the gun a little bit. But I'm um, just as we're talking about St. Nick and Santa Claus, the whole fact that he comes down the chimney was always a bit odd to me. <laughs> like, what about houses that don't have chimneys? Like, I've always been lucky enough to live in a house that has a chimney or two. I'm pretty sure in one of the movies they cover how he does that, I believe. Yeah, in one of the, you know, films that's, like, not necessarily fully based on the legends and such. No, but, you know, it works for Americans. Um, Eggnog was created by John Smith. Okay. In 1607. That's a nice common name. You know, the, the John Smith. Oh, the John Smith. Yes, okay. the John Smith. The infamous John Smith. Um... What else was having here? Nope. I mean, does anybody like eggnog? I actually do kind of like eggnog. That's not bad. I, well, see, I suppose I haven't had it a lot because, you know, lactose. I think I have had lactose-free eggnog, and it was all right, but I don't like eggs. They kind of weird me out a bit, so. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand that. Um, so actually, you know the song I saw, I saw Mama Kissing Santa Claus? Yeah, that's always been oddly disturbing. Yeah, well, <laughs> Boston Church was actually tried to have a band in the 50s because it promoted physical intimacy. <laughs> of course they did. Yeah. Um, that song and Baby It's Cold Outside are really odd. I know there's there's supposedly a whole debate going on about there, Baby It's Cold Outside. 
inside, but I've always found that song really creepy, especially the, hey, what's in this drink part? Yeah, well, I guess the back in the day, that was just what a woman would say she's drunk and she can't have any more drink. Is what, I, what I've read in criticism across the other ways. I guess that, that was a that was a term phrase that they used back in the day to say that they're you know, what's in this drink? Like this is, this is a very strong drink. What's in this drink? Like alcoholic wise, it wasn't about anything to do with a drug being in there. It's just, it it's it seems like it's, from what I've read, it seems it sounds more wholesome than we're making it out to be in modern day. But you know, modern day ears hear something differently, so you have to respect that, I suppose. I like the song personally. I I still don't like the song very much. Oh, that's one of my favorites, I'm actually. All about like the old magical mm. carols. So, Good King Wenceslas is a real person. Wenceslas. Wenceslas. How do you say it? I would say Wenceslas. Wenceslas. But he was king a dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was. He was a king of Bohemia. He used to give people the. He actually um, helped peasants out the poor in, in the storm. So he was a good person, although he was actually murdered by his brother. By his brother. Right? Yeah, yeah, he was stabbed by a lance while praying, and dismembered. That's rough. Yeah. Did that happen in Prague? See, doesn't say. Oh, it just says that he was Duke of Bohemia. So would Prague have been in? I don't know. Would Prague have been in Bohemia? We've <laughs> we've proved that neither of our geography is very good. Well, like that's also an old territory. Like Bohemia isn't really a thing anymore. I mean, yeah. it is, but let's see. Bohemia. Bohemia is the westernmost, the largest historical. Oh, it probably could be. Prague could be. Yep, Prague is the capital of Bohemia. So, yes, could happen in Prague then. Okay. Um, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> so, actually, you like the word we're sailing. So, it actually prefers, prefers to a specific kind of caroling people used to do. They used to go around the houses and with sale, but if you didn't, if you didn't let if you went in the house to have food and drink, they actually would basically harass you till you would let them in their house. So you go caroling, but people supposed to let you in the house and give you food and drink. If you don't, if you don't do that, you can basically harass them until they let you in. Essentially, um, great. Yeah, it's a quite a tradition. Iced wine. Yeah, I guess. One minister in 1700, he railed against the observance of Christmas because he said, especially the practice of caroling, he complained that caroling drove people to rioting, chambering, also fornication, and wantonness. So it's a very. Uh, Again, I'm going to blame that on the spiced wine. Probably has a lot to do with it. Um, the Nutcracker is actually kind of a creepy tale. Even though I like it, it's very the imagery is beautiful. It's kind of creepy. Because, like, you know, it's basically a seven-year-old girl falling in love with a, you know, man, adult man that gets married to, you know. So like, the Nutcracker is actually, it's actually a human. He ends up, he ends up, so, oh, okay. Do you know the story of the Nutcracker? I love the story of the Nutcracker, yeah. Yeah. But, like, technically, like, so, she's seven seven-year-old girl. She basically saves the guy from the Nutcracker curse, but then he marries her, but then she's like seven or whatever. He's like an adult male. Oh. You think about it. But it's a really, I actually really want to see the Disney movie because it came out. It looks really interesting. I prefer the ballet. Well, yeah, the ballet's more classic, but the Disney movie looks pretty good, though. I mean, all of a sudden told. I mean, it looks pretty entertaining. It looks like Alice in Wonderland that Disney did, and I was not a huge fan of it. Uh-oh. I just really, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Alice in Wonderland in general. Um, you know, like Lewis Carroll? Look, 
so specific. Mm. Yeah, it does have a lot of undertones of the same thing. I'll, yeah, whereas, I, I don't know, I mean, I'm, I will always watch the, like, Russian ballet, the London ballet, the New York ballet, whichever ones they have on doing the Nutcracker around Christmas time. So, Yule Logs, we think of it now as, like, dessert, like desserts we eat, but it actually were real things back, back in the day. They used to. It's an actual log, isn't it? Yeah, you used to decorate it with pine cones, and they used to burn it, and yeah. then it, so, and then the person who got the ashes was said to have good luck for the year. So more of the good luck burning logs, I guess. I guess it smelled nice. Yeah. It smelled very nice. Um. So here you go. Going down the chimney is actually tied to some supernatural legends. Um. They're council EK. So Scottish and English legends tell of the brownie, which is a helpful household spirit that enters and exists okay. homes at night through the chimney. In the Middle Ages, witches were also thought to pass into homes through their chimneys. Um, in Greece, goblins called Kalikantaro were known to crawl into homes from the chimney and terrorize families. Um, by 19th century Pennsylvania, Pell's nickel or Bell's nickel slipped down chimneys to t- reward good children with oranges and punish naughty ones with a whip. The only thing I've ever had come down my chimney is a pigeon. A pigeon? Wow. Yeah. I had to then get it out of the house. Did it live? Yeah, no, it was fine. Well, good. Well, good. I didn't it die. I was very scared, and I was very scared as well, so we just both kind of panicked and You're ran around the room for a bit. You scared of a pigeon? No, no, I wasn't scared of a pigeon. I came home, and there was a pigeon in the room. Can name it a pet. Can name it Dickens. No, you don't like to be pets. You can name it Dickens. <laughs> Dickens the pigeon. I think Dickens. I think I, I feel like Dickens and pigeons are very similar. I think they're very kindred spirits. I think. I mean, Dickens had a pet crow. Did he? Or raven. I think it was raven. Those I don't are, know. Those are really smart birds. They they are, they are very smart birds, and that's supposedly where Edgar Allan Poe got the raven idea from. From Dickens? Because Dickens had a pet raven. Wait, was Poe after Dickens? No. Poe and Dickens were contemporaries. Oh, they were met. I think they did. They they kept in touch for a bit, too. They were pen pals. But Dickens probably didn't like Poe. I bet. But no, they was... fell out, actually. They had a bit of a fight. Probably because Poe was an alcoholic and Dickens was like, I'm too British for this. Ha 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 ha. I feel like you don't understand <laughs> that that the British are very fond of their drink. Yeah, but I think Americans take taking a step too far. I think, so I, I think I think like it's like the British. You, you appreciate your alcohol, but we, but we take it a step too far. Understand? <laughs> there are a lot more rules about alcohol in America. Yeah, because we have to. Because otherwise, we'd be constantly drunk no, in the streets. You don't have to. You just don't understand the way that people work. The more you forbid something, the more people are going to try and break those rules. Which is why we're so. Which is why we're. Which is why we're worse. I think one of many reasons. Uh, um, so it's a different. It's a different culture. True, I think. But I'm pretty sure we do drink a lot more more over here than we do over there. I'm pretty confident. I've read stats where we outdrink the rest of the world by a large margin. No. I'm pretty sure we do. No. Wait. 
I can do this. If you're going to look it up, go ahead. But no, casual drinking is such a thing here. I, I, I remember reading it somewhere. People, like, on average have a glass of wine with, with, with dinner almost every night. Ten drunkest nations on earth. <laughs> Let's see. It's taken an interesting turn. It usually does with this podcast. Slovakia is 10. The Republic is 9. Hungary is 8. Andorra is 7. Really, Andorra. That's surprising. Ukraine is 6. Romania is 5. Russia is 4. Makes sense. It's Russia. It's cold. Um, 3 is Lithuania. 2 is Moldova. And 1 is Belarus. So America and the UK, the UK aren't are, even there. <laughs> nope, we're not even close. That is a... I don't know. Did it tell us where they would, where they would rank? Let's see. Um, on that note, though, um, I'll try and do this here. I don't even know. Where is Moldova? Moldova. Moldova. Where is this? Oh, Eastern Europe somewhere. That's right. Remember Jarvis the Armstrong suit? I remember this. <sighs> All right. So um, next, mistletoe, which I have never personally stood under mistletoe. That's never happened to me. And like, I wonder, like, is it still a tradition? Like, if you was, was, was like, does it still happen? Like, if you have like, mistletoe, you have to kiss the person under the mistletoe with, or is that like a tradition we've gotten away with now? I don't know. No, I'm pretty sure, like, we've got some fake mistletoe in my home back in the States that they put up in random places occasionally. Yeah, did it work? How do you mean, does it work? Technically, I'm pretty sure you're compelled to kiss whoever you're standing under the mistletoe with accidentally. Well, see, like, that's never happened to me. I don't know. That's why I ask if it works. I don't know, personally. I would say yes. I'm, I don't know. I tend to avoid standing under mistletoe. You do? It's full of nargles. Nargles. Ah. Nargles are nice things. They're very funny to have around. And I understand. Yeah, that's kind of speech language. Not as bad as pixies. No, no. Cornish pixies being the worst. For sure. For sure. Um, oh, here we go. What's the country's alcohol consumption per capita? Perfect. Okay. So I you, feel like I need to go watch sale again. UK is 25. And the US is, ooh, shit. Canada's above, wow, we're 48. Canada's above us. Wow. My point has been proven. Wow, okay. So maybe, so maybe Poe didn't like Dickens because he was too much of an alcoholic. Oh, way around that. They probably sat down together and had a few pints. Probably. Did Dickens, ever, yeah, Dickens, Dickens, Dickens did come to America, that's right. Yes, yeah, he, he did. did several tours and bringing the Christmas Carol with him. He did. So, mistletoe, um, it goes back to actually some more Norse mythology, actually, with the mistletoe um, Yay, as well. Yay, Norse mythology. Um, so how it goes is let me find the names because I can't pronounce them. Um, 
Well, it's two different stories, actually. But the one story is the Nordic myth um, that the planet was sacred to Frigga, who is the goddess of love. Uh, but Loki, uh, god of mischief, shot Frigga's son with a spear um, that was carved from mistletoe. Um, so Frigga revived her son on the mistletoe tree and decreed that anyone who stands on their mistletoe tree deserves only protection from death, but also a kiss. Um, that's the one legend. Um, the other legend is um, not as happy, actually. Um, <laughs> so the other one goes is Baldur. He's the grandson of the Norse god Thor. Oh, Look, I love Baldur. He woke up one morning. He was each plant never ate him while on Earth was going to want to kill him. So his mother consoled him and told him, "Hey, listen, I'll convince everything in the world not to kill you." Okay. Yeah. So she did that. I know where the story's going. Except for forgot one thing. So it ends up happening that her son is stabbed and killed by an arrow made from the wood of a mistletoe plant. Mistletoe was the one species on the Earth that his wife and mother had not felt to, had felt to ask them to be to be safe with him. So that's how he died. Um. Yeah. So Baldur was was died, but his lesson was learned. Never forget about the mistletoe. Mistletoe would come and hang over our doors to remind us to never forget. We kiss beneath it to remember that Baldur's wife and mother forgot. At least that's one version of the origin of the relationship with mistletoe. Um, they say druids used them for good luck as well. Um, others hung up for fertility. Um, but the kissing part can be again credited to Washington Irving, who wrote in the 1800s that young men had the privilege of kissing girls on the mistletoe plucking each time a berry from the bush. When the berries are plucked, the privilege ceases. So with actual mistletoe, not fake mistletoe, there's berries on it. Yes. Every time you kiss, it's a pool of berry down. So when the berries are done, you can't kiss with it anymore. That's kind of the tradition with that is. So. How many berries are on there? Like, that's that's too much kissing. I don't know. Let's see. Mistletoe. Let's have a picture of mistletoe. Let's see any berries you can see on the mistletoe plant. And are the berries white? What color? Yes, are they? they are white. Huh. But actually, don't eat it because mistletoe is actually poisonous to humans. Well, yes. <laughs> uh, images of actual mistletoe, not fake stuff. I don't want fake stuff. Don't show me fake. Uh, I mean, listen, there's at least like four or five on a sprig of mistletoe. Jeez. Yeah. So it's a lot of kissing. Uh, what else we got here? So, huh. So in America, milk and cookies kind of came about as part of the Great Depression because apparently it was a sign that parents could show the cookies for Santa Claus as a um, show they were always grateful for things. That you were given, so it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a being grateful for Santa Claus giving you gifts. Here's cookies, and milk for you. Then we're everybody's poor, you know that type of deal. Very sweet. Really nice, isn't it? Though you mentioned brownies earlier, um, the the little spirits, house spirit type things, yeah. creatures. Um, and a tradition for them was to leave out milk, and thanks for all the little things they did around the house. No, oh, really? Huh. Yeah. Huh, cute. Uh, I don't know much about brownies, except for they have a really cute name. I do know quite a bit about little mythological sprites and things, unsurprisingly, I guess, at this point. Um, <laughs> not quite. Brownies are lovely. And also, if you've read the Spiderwick Chronicles. I have not. I've watched a movie, though. Of course you haven't. So the the little the little creature that helps out the children. Yeah, is, is a, a brownie. 
Oh, okay. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Oh, also, also, mistletoe has fertility rights. Fertility rights as well. Um, yeah, not mo- surprising. Yeah, most things kind of have some connection to fertility if they're old. It was, yeah, it was a thing. Um, I think that's about it, really. But oh, okay, I have one more fun fact for you. Over as a Christmas, if you were to buy all the gifts, run about one point three million dollars. <laughs> Including the partridge in a pear tree? Yeah, yeah. Yep, including the partridge in a pear tree. Why a pear tree? I don't know. Uh, maybe partridge or partridge is like. Why? What's a partridge? It's a type of bird, isn't it? It is. Why a partridge and why a pear tree? Let's see. Let's see. Uh, what could do with a partridge in a pear tree? Vancouver.com. Oh, Vancouver. Not Vancouver. Oh, Vancouver. It's Canadians. Kane's very polite. I always play with the questions. All right, so let's see. Uh, I'm also now trying to recall everything else. <laughs> Start singing the song in your head, then if you do that, watch I out. Know, but I always get them wrong. It's five gold rings, right? Mm-hmm. Four calling Four birds. Calling birds. Three, three French hens. Two turtle doves. Two turtle doves. Yeah. Is it six maids milking? Seven swans is swimming. Eight geese laying. Eight geese laying. Nine. It's something. Uh, nine. No, this is. Oh wait. Here we go. Here's what you wanted for. So, um, the partridge in the pear tree represents Jesus. The partridge is because it's a bird that will sacrifice its life to save its children. Two. Uh- Two turtle doves represent the Old New Testaments. The three French hens are faith, hope, and love. The four calling birds are the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The five golden rings are the are the, pen, the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Old Testament, and so on. Uh, through six gifts, right. the six gifts six days of creation. Uh, the swans swimming are seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Maids of milk are the eight beatitudes. So actually. This song has to create it for a mnemonic for for children to, to remember the things about about the faith, actually. So, like, That's right? So, nine ways dancing. Remember the song. <laughs> nine ways <laughs> dancing are the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. The ten words of weeping are the ten commandments. Yep. Eleven pie pipers, are eleven faithful apostles, and the twelve drummers drumming is the twelve points of the beliefs in the Apostles' Creed. Huh. Brilliant. Wow, I did not know that. That, See, this is interesting and enlightening. That was a very fun fact. I had no idea it was a thing. Wow. Awesome. All right, guys. On that note, we wish you a happy new year since this will come out right before happy new year. I hope you had a very Merry Christmas as well. Um, yeah, enjoy the rest of your days of Christmas if it's still going that way, or we hope you have enjoyed all of the days of Christmas if it goes the other way. I don't know. You tell us. Give us a give us a give us a shot. Whatever your family, how, you, how if your family told me, somebody celebrates twelve years Christmas before or after Christmas. Give us let us know how it works for you. Love to hear from you. Remember, you guys can email us at acrosspodcast at gmail.com. That's a Facebook at crosspodcast. No, as Twitter is a crosspodcast. Facebook is a crosspodcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Google Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify or all over the place. Please listen to us. Give us a review. Email us. Comment. We'd love to hear from you. Um, so for Dave. Of cookies you have for Christmas. Oh, yes, cookies are good. Great idea. 
So yes. Give us some recipes. I like baking. Oh, she does like baking. She's a very good baker. Uh, very, very good. All right, guys. So for Dave. And Abby. Have a great one, guys. Wassail.